two, one. Delighted to be joined by Rory Jacob to look back on a fantastic weekend of hurling action. And just to start it off, Rory, like it, it was a great weekend of hurling, something we we're all looking forward to. And especially in this weather, you wouldn't really expect anything else. No, sure. I tell you, Paul, it was it was a great championship weekend, really. When you when you look at the sunshine, you look at the crowds at games, you look at the excitement in games, even the closeness of all the games. You know, it was what we what, what we're all really craving for 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 a long time. You know, we went we went through a championship last year, in 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 the muck and the wet and the cold and nobody at games and and, and this this weekend I suppose, really brought brought to the forefront. You know how how part of the whole lifeblood the whole thing is the GEA and especially the hurling. You can see the buzz around the counties and 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 the buzz in all those games at the weekend and it was great to see. There's no else really to start but the Tipperary and Limerick game. Um, for me, anyways, Rory, I can't remember seeing a game as good as that. Would you nearly put it as one of the best games I heard in, in nearly the last decade? Ah, sure. I tell you, Paul. With it, with hurling, you nearly get that every weekend, don't you? Every time there's a good there's a good game, we say it's, it's one of the best games that, that's ever been seen. Sure. You know, like we, we were a few weeks ago raving about Wexford and Kilkenny, how good of a game, and that was the greatest game in the last 10 years. And, you know, Limerick and Tip produced that game, and that's the greatest game in the last 10 years. I don't know where it stands in the whole uh, pantheon of games or what it is really, but it, it, it's certainly one, one of the best games of this year, and, 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 and it's certainly up there as one of the most exciting monster finals there has been in, in in the last last while you know it's, it's it's hard to say you know there's been there's been like i can remember monster finals going going way back a long time my one of my first memories is 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 pro- probably the 91 one between cork and tip and the replay down in torless and pat fox flicking in that goal and aiden ryan getting the goal at the end of it and then i suppose you have the the famous Cork Waterford games in, in 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 especially all four was considered to be one of the really really top games you know when 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 Waterford won with fourteen men and I suppose this one last Sunday will 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 certainly be able to stand alongside those games and 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 be will will last the test of time really. Yeah, and like the game overall, obviously Tipperary really got off to a flyer and like. Really, it looked at half time as if they had the game because with Tipperary, you're always expecting that high scoring. But I suppose, particularly in the forwards in that first half, it was probably one of the best Tipperary forwards display that we've seen in quite a while. Like the wristy movement, Jason Ford was flying it, their goals, like everything was going right for Tip in the opening period. Yeah, sure. Tip, Tip really found their flow in that first half, you know, sure. They're capable of that, and 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 I suppose we've been waiting maybe probably since the All Ireland in 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 two thousand and nineteen for their for their forward line to really really open up and you know get that movement and get that wrist work that only I suppose them Tipperary forwards can produce, and it was it was really I I, I was faultless really from the, especially right throughout the field really from Tipperary, you know they 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 were they were tenacious in the back line, they were tight. 
They were they were giving good ball into the forwards and and up front then their movement, their wrist work, everything was was going the way that 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 that, that Tipperary would have wanted and the way they planned for it. And it was obvious to see that 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 Liam Sheedy and Eamon O'Shea and Tommy Dunn had them and Dara Egan really had them at the pitch of the thing and and really had them you know focused and had a good plan to to attack the Limerick the, the Limerick the Limerick game and the Limerick game plan and, and it really worked well for them you know like yeah I heard Sheedy speaking after the game and he said that it was the, it was the best that his te- his team has produced in his time as a manager so he would he wouldn't be saying that lightly now so he was obviously very very happy with the, with their first half performance and you could see it even at half time the way he was clapping <laughs> off and there was you know he was he was very very animated and 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 really really up for it and you know, I'm sure in certain ways the Limerick lads probably saw that as well and said, "Oh, geez, we're not going to go out here and 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 roll over to these crowd." And 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 Limerick certainly responded. So, you know, Tipperary's performance in the first half was 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 absolutely top class. And Jason Ford gave one of the great, I suppose, half or 35 minutes of Munster final hurl, and he was he was absolutely everywhere. His wrist work, his score taking ability, his 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 just. His just pure instinct for forward play was just was just a joy to behold, and 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 Declan Hannan and and the Limerick backs really didn't know know what to do with him, to be honest. Yeah, the Tipperary puck out like it was interesting what they were doing, but it was very simple at the same time, just crowding that edge of the square and uh, Barry Hogan just launching it long, and they were getting great joy out of it as well. Yeah, sure. The the two goals they got really came from that, didn't it? You know, the first one. Callan sort of set up Jake Morrisford and the second one for Bubbles as well was was, was a similar tactic and you know again the Tipperary that, that that wouldn't have happened by chance I suppose that that would have been worked on that would have been a big part of their plan and I suppose they were looking to bring something different to to, to the game that Limerick wouldn't have expected and probably the last thing that Limerick was would have expected was for Tipperary to be launching ball down on top of their 21 and 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 seeing can they get onto the breaks and you know, you could see that there was a huge emphasis from the tip forwards of getting to the pitch of that break first, and and then when they get onto that, they, obviously they're they're good enough to score. And you know, it was interesting from from a Limerick point of view as well. Maybe maybe tip possibly targeted maybe a Richie English or someone in that full back position in a slight sense that they probably said he's not going to be dominant in in, in the aerial battles, and and we'll see can we can we can we get breaks from there, and it, it certainly. You know, pay dividends for them for them in the early stages and in the first half, and that's that's I suppose a, a testament to, you know, the the preparation and the planning that would go into into a game like that from the management's point of view, and the players certainly ex- executed it. But you know, in the second half, even for me, you could see a big difference, and and it's only a simple one, but. Dan Morrissey comes into full back for, for Limerick and, and I know maybe the, the, the whole flow of the game had gone towards Limerick but he solidified the whole thing for Limerick there a lot and I know we're going to talk about other players maybe for Limerick but he solidified it and I'm sure uh, I found it a strange decision that he didn't start first of all but you know I'm sure Dan won't be sitting down again with Limerick because he really showed you know how, how vital a cog he is in their machine in their machine, and, and, and he really settled it down for them you know and Tip obviously put in a huge amount, like as we've already talked about, overall in that first half. Do you think with that heat, that it really got on top of them in the end? Yeah, well, I definitely think it it, it, it was a factor because, you know, they put 
probably so much energy into that first half. You know, they they put absolutely everything and threw everything at Limerick and went in it, win it in at half time and they're they're ten points up and you know they're saying sure lads we just have to keep this going and we have to you know keep racking on the scores and and Limerick then just hit them with it with 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 everything that they had and you could see the energy just wasn't there with some of the Tipperary fellas, you know, Limerick are, 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 are probably that little bit younger. They're, they're probably less miles on the clock. Some of them. And, you know, the, the heat yesterday, you know, probably 27, 28 degrees down there on the field. And, you know, it, it certainly probably would have, would have affected some of the, some of the, I won't call them older players, but some of the more experienced players for, for Tipperary probably struggled with that heat. And then then when, when Limerick brought it then as well, and the energy they brought and the enthusiasm they brought really probably probably made them made them suffer in the end, really. What you feel Limerick weren't doing in the first half that they really done in the second half? I heard John Kiley reference that their backs were almost kind of waiting. There was a lot more aggression you could see that half back line really attack attacking the ball in the second half. Yeah, well, that that for me, Paul, when you when you've said that, you know, you can talk about systems, you can talk about tactics, you can talk about changes, but the one thing Limerick brought more than anything in the second half was was a was a manic aggression and a manic intensity, and they absolutely for me attacked everything. It was it was like they decided at half time. Whatever is going to happen here, we are going to attack every single ball. We are going to drive out with it in the back line. And every every time a Tipperary lad has has the ball in the backs, we are going to swarm around them. We're going to turn over that ball and we're going to leave absolutely everything there. From a tactical point of view, I don't think they did anything hugely different than, than what they've played uh, before. But it was just this manic aggression and the manic, manic intensity that they brought. And when they bring that, they're a more physical team than any team in the country. And their conditioning really started to show. And then I suppose a key factor a little bit for me that, that made a little, I suppose a, a key tactical difference was the, 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 the introduction of Galan into the forwards. You know, I know he had he he had a, a big impact individually, but from a I suppose a system point of view, it made a big difference putting him in there because for the last I suppose four or five years he's been the the real, you know, the player that stays in that inside line alongside Seamus Flanagan close to the goal, and when he didn't start yesterday, it was either Peter Casey or Graham Mulcahy who were put into that role, and both of them. Are more suited to the, the the I suppose more withdrawn full forward line role, you know. So it, it it probably took a little bit away from Limerick tactically because it's probably the first time uh, in a long time that that Galan hasn't started. He he starts every championship game really. He starts a lot of the league games and he generally finishes a lot of the games as well. You know, if you look at it, he finishes a lot of the games and you know obviously he's there for the free taking and he's there for for his ability as a forward, but on, on, on another point for me, I think he's there because he knows how to play that role better than anybody else. And it probably frees up then Mulcahy or Casey into that role of the more withdrawn full forward line player. And I think that was a key tactical element. You know, it wasn't really, it wasn't really working out for Graham Mulcahy the other day. I felt a little bit sorry for him. That can happen maybe sometimes as a corner forward that, you know, when the other team is, is, is is so on top that, that 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 the ball doesn't break for you or doesn't flow for you, and he he was withdrawn, but 
the, the introduction of Galan for me made a huge difference. And then, as I said already, putting in Dan Morrissey in, 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 into the into the full back line, I know that was that that was forced upon them because of Richie English's injury. But I think him coming in as well solidified that that back line, and they could move on from there. But at the end of the day, you can talk about tactics, you can talk about changes, but like it's it's like the the one they say about the boxer. You know, it's all it's all very very well and good having a plan until you're boxing the face. And you know, <laughs> Limerick got a box in the chin in the first half, and they decided to to come back and retaliate in the second half. And and they certainly put Tipperary under pressure that they'd never seen before. A sensational performance uh, from Limerick, and like we will get into into in more depth. But at the same time, should Limerick have finished with thirteen men? Sure. There's no doubt about it, Paul. I think, to be honest with you, I think you and me can, everybody has seen it. You know, Galan's uh, slap or pull back on, on Cahill Barrett was certainly no doubt about it. I would say it was, it was a red card. I'd say the problem there was that, that, that Pod Wire didn't actually see the incident himself. I'm sure if he'd have saw, seen the incident, there, he, there's no doubt about it. Galan would have, would, have, would have been walking to the line, you know. That was probably. That was a sign of maybe how fired up Limerick were coming out in the dressing room, out of the dressing room in the second half. And it was also a sign of maybe a slight little bit of, you know, frustration on his point, point of view that he didn't start. And, and Kyle Barrett was, I suppose, sticking closely to him like he does. But he was certainly a red card. And then the other, the other tackle from, from Seamus Flanagan, I think you'd be lucky to be staying on the field with it as well. You know, I'm I'm all for tackling, I'm all for for aggression, but I think Seamus went a little bit overboard and he was a little bit high with with the hurl on 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 Paddy Marr and you know they were certainly lucky to 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 stay on the field and that's something they're going to have to watch, I suppose, going forward. There 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 is there is a there is an aggression to their game, there is a physicality to their game. They play on the edge, but. You know, other teams might be looking at this and, and see, can we rattle these guys and, and, and get one or two of them maybe sent off and, and, and we'll help them. You know, Gillan, you know, he's, he's, he's no shrinking violet and I'm sure he, he, he'll, be, he'll be targeted in a semi-final or a final by somebody. Gerard Hegarty, probably the same. You know, he's probably in t- inclined sometimes to be over-physical and maybe, maybe retaliate himself a little. So the both of them, We'll have to be careful, and John Kiley, I'm sure, will be will be will be keeping an eye on them and having maybe having a quiet word with them. Yeah, and even when you look like the, that Limerick performance when they came out like straight away, two sixteen to twelve points down, and but then straight away after that, like there's two points in the game on the forty sixth minute, like just that composure and even the shot selection, like when you look at them in the first half. Garrod Hegarty and a few of those players were taking on shots that they'd never really take on. Mm, well, uh, that was that was a sign of, 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 I suppose, the pressure that Tipperary had put them under, and 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 I suppose they were they rattled them. You know, Tipperary went very very close to them. You know, they 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 they. they st- I'm always saying about Limerick. I think if you're going to if you're going to beat Limerick, you 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 have to be prepared to take them on, and and they certainly did that. You know. Uh, Hegarty was challenged a lot. Tom Morrissey was challenged a lot, and Keen Lynch, as well by Dan McCormack, was really was really marked tightly and 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 was physically, you know, uh, I suppose rattled up for 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 want of a better word. But I suppose from Limerick's point of view, they 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 settled themselves down at halftime, and 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 
it was probably just their 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 I suppose their their attitude first of all was was really improved in the second half and 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 they got an opportunity at halftime to I suppose settle down and 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 realize that you know we're not going to have it all our own way here and we're going to have to we're going to have to bring this game to them and for me I think the 20 minutes or the 18 minutes of, of the third quarter was one of the best uh, 20 minutes of hurling I've, I've ever seen, to be honest with you. It was, it was They talk about in, in, I don't know whether you look at cricket, Paul, but in 2020 cricket, there's a thing called a power play. Well, Limerick certainly brought a power play for that, that 18 to 20 minutes. And, you know, at the end of the day, like they're playing against top class, a top class team in Tipperary who, who couldn't, as Liam Sheedy said, play any better. And they still came out in the second half and absolutely wiped the floor at them, one ten to a point. And Tipperary, you wouldn't even know a Tipperary man was on the field. And that's no that's no insult to them. It's just the the, the intensity that Limerick brought, just the manic aggression they brought, and just everything they brought to it was was a joy to behold. Absolutely, and like when I, I suppose one point that stands out for me is. Aaron Glam when he gets the ball in the second half and you think he's going to drop it and to still have the composure and turn like coming from the forwards union as well I'm sure you'd be proud of that one Rory yeah it was a, I, I, I thought it was a fantastic score I remember the one exactly yeah he thought he was going to drop it and all of a sudden he has this ball flashed over the bar it just shows the talent that they have you know I can, we can talk about physicality and strength and conditioning but they they have huge hurlers as well they, they, they make very few basic errors and, and 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 they're able to just pull off this they're able to just just strike the ball any way it comes really even even when you look at the the, the, the Seamus Flanagan's goal the pass from Gerard Hegarty the little the little uh 20 30 yards hurl pass into Galang's hand you know that sort of thing is is I suppose underestimated a little bit there's a lot of guys wouldn't be able to pull off that pass and put it straight into him so it just shows shows the level of hurling they have as well you know they they have they have massive physicality they have huge intensity but they have really really excellent hurlers all over the field you know and like even going back I suppose I spoke about Keen Lynch there being tightly marked but even some of the hurling that he did in the first half you know I thought he was winning so much hard ball in the game even though Dan McCormick did a great great job on him he really really was standing up especially even in the first half when it wasn't going as well for Limerick he won two or three balls that I said, geez, he's after bringing his game to, to another level again, if, even if that's possible. But, you know, I, 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 they have everything for me. And I think they're going to be very, very difficult to beat going forward. And for Limerick, I think if they can, if they can hold their head for two more, two more games and, and keep their focus and get that manic aggression and intensity into their game, I think they can go down. They have an opportunity to go down as one of the great teams if they can pull off two in a row this year and, and a third all Ireland in four years. And I, I think they're going to be very, very difficult to stop. Yeah, and like you mentioned, Keen Lynch there, um, like he won the world of all over Dan McCormick. And Dan McCormick was going very well early on. I suppose it's something different maybe that we might have seen from Keen Lynch. He was nearly the Garage Hegarty or the Tom Morrissey like in the air in especially in that open period as you mentioned yeah he's he seems to be able to play it every way and if you, if you look at any of the poster or any of the pictures that are on social media or in on newspapers today you, you see him with his shirt off and 
he doesn't miss too many days in the gym anyway by the looks of him you know he's, he's just absolutely ripped and and he's in the shape of his life and as you said he he brought his game he's been known i suppose for for his his hurling ability and his his brain and his his i suppose being the linchpin of the of the limerick team but on on in yes, yesterday's performance he was really he really stood up as as the real leader when it was needed most and winning hard ball as we said I think Dan McCormick, to be fair to Tipperary, did did a did a decent job on him, and he and he held him relatively relatively quiet for for a lot of stages. But he was still very very influential and winning winning that hard ball. And you know, for Limerick to have him in your side, like he can play anywhere and he can do anything. You can move him to midfield. You can you could move him to the full forward line. I'm sure he played the half back line as well if he was needed. And they just they just have they just have so much talent in their team. It's unreal. The Kyle Hayes goal in fifty four minutes to put them up by five points, like that that has to be one of the greatest goals because where the run he made and the way he finishes the goal is just ridiculous. It's just hard to know what to say about it, to be honest. It's 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 just first of all, unbelievable power, running power, first of all, like like how do you stop him? I te- I text one of my mates when he got the goal, and I said, "How how do you stop him?" And he just said, "Who knows? Like, sure, it's it's just impossible. Like you you'd want you'd want a Honda fifty after him to to be <laughs> been able to stay up with him, you know. And then then if you look at the skills when he's doing it, the score and the goal, you know, he goes on the solar and he taps it off the ground twice. He tips it onto the ground into his hand. Second time he tips it on the ground, sec into back into his hand again, and like. Anybody who's held a hurl in their hand knows that's not easy to do, but to do it at the pace that he's doing and not to have not to even break stride is just unbelievable skill and unbelievable, I suppose, awareness of 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 what's going on around him. And then if you look at even his footwork in the end of it, he 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 goes on a kind of a slalom run. He's going a, a straight in a line, and then Dan McCormack, to be fair to him, is right on his right on his coattails. And he takes a last turn to to his right hand side, and then he hits hits the ball. I think he hit it with the with the, with the wrong side of the hurl. Maybe I'm maybe I didn't see it right, but he, I think he hit it the the other way and into the ground. And just what a finish! And the feeling he must have had running back down the field. I'd say you can talk about whatever whatever class of drugs there is in the world or whatever. There's no drug in the world would have would have made Kyle Hayes feel any better at that point. I I I'm sure. And I, he probably would have leapt over the stand in, in Parky Queeve if, if he if he would have tried at that point. There has been a comparison made that Kyle Hayes is very similar to Jack McCaffrey was in football. And it is a very good comparison because I suppose we've seen Kyle Hazy can score long points, but like last year we've seen it at stages when he was coming from wing back, running from deep. The speed of him is it's insane, really. Yeah, it's a, it's 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 a huge from a tactical point of view. It's absolutely huge for Limerick because you know he 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 he's he's very solid, obviously as a wing back anyway. But he brings a massive attack and threat, and you know the way it is now with with teams playing against Limerick, you actually have to put a player on Kyle Hayes to mark Kyle Hayes. It's not a case of putting somebody on Kyle Hayes to kind of exploit him. You have to put a player on Kyle Hayes who's actually going to try and stop him and spoil him. And Michael Breen, to be fair to him, 
did an excellent job on him for maybe the first 50 minutes, but he just wore, wears you down because if you look, if you look at the game, he went on two or three of those runs before he got the goal. And eventually he just, he just found that, that point to break, to, to, to break through and get that goal. So, you know, the, the power, the pace, the athleticism of that is just unbelievable. And then, you know, even how he how he goes back to his position after scoring the goal, like there's not there's not even a breath out of him. You know, he'd remind you of maybe, as you said, Jack McCaffrey in the football, or a, sort of an Angola Cante in 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 the soccer for Chelsea, who who never seems to be out of breath, and he just he just glides around the field. And you know, for Limerick, from a tactical point of view, putting him back to wing back is is a great one from from a defensive point of view but now from attacking an attacking viewpoint as well he's now nearly in a, a seventh attacker in, in 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 their team as well so if you're going to beat limerick now all the teams are going to have to think about who you're going to play on kyle hayes and <laughs> there's a funny story of 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 going back in wexford maybe years ago there was a fella called christy kyo former wexford great was over was over wexford in in the in, in the 90s and Wexford played Cork famously in the 1993 league final and Brian Corcoran from Cork was was the top player at the time and the story goes anyway that that they were going through the Cork team uh, in the dressing room before the match and Martin Story you're marking so and so you know Jared Cush you're marking so and so Liam Dunn you're marking this fella and then poor old Eamon Scallon, one of Wexford's great corner forwards, was 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 told that he's marking Brian Corcoran. And Christy Kyo, the manager's answer to him was, "God help you, son." And I think I think everybody who's going to go out and <laughs> mark Kyle Hayes now, the manager is going to have to give him a blessing and tell him, "God help you, son," when he goes out because <laughs> you're going to have to mark Kyle Hayes. You're going to have to you're going to need two or three Honda fifties, and you're going to need your intensity to be up in the heavens because he is going to run at you and go at you all day long. And if you're not prepared to go with him and you're not able to go with him, he's going to keep going anyway. So God help anyone who has to mark Kyle Hayes and the best to go up to. <laughs> but like when you think of the rest of the teams even left in the Hurling Championship, there's not many teams left in this championship that have the tread of a, Kyle, a, a player similar to the pace of Kyle Hayes at wing back. There's nobody. There's nobody. There's nobody to comp- to compare with him. You know, he's there's players who can play who who have certain attributes of what he has, but nobody has that that athleticism and that that hurling ability. And then, like he he can as he can defend as well. You know, he's not just thinking about going up the field and scoring like I see with some wing backs. He he can actually defend and do and 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 engage in the dark arts of defending as well. So. Really, he has it all as a wing back. You know, he the, the world is his oyster. Really, he if, if he decides to if he decides to push on and keep going the way he is, you know, he's 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 obviously one of the greats of Limerick Hurling right now. But he can he can probably turn himself into one of the all time greats if he if he shows the right application. You know. Yeah, and like Limerick really even pushed on after that third quarter. And another player really impressed. And I know you've been a big fan of him or is. Peter Casey in that second half, he really started to come into his own. Yeah, I thought I, I, I was, I thought he was absolutely excellent. You know, I, he's, 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 he's a genius with a hurl in his hand. He's not the biggest man alive, but at the same time, he's very, very strong and he's very, very low to the ground and he's hard to, hard to, hard to mark. And as I said, tactically, from a tactical point of view, 
he was more the inside man in the first half and he was doing okay and he got a good point but in the second half when he was freed he, when he was given the freedom in that in that more withdrawn corner forward role you know he was absolutely absolutely excellent and he gave he gave Barry Heffernan who I would rate very very highly the absolute run around you know I'd love to be I'd love to be at the match to be honest with you to see the movement and the running of him because he seems to be everywhere and he's he's over he's he's at one side of the field one second he's at the other side of the field next you know and then when he gets a chance he just is so cool he doesn't panic and he's very very clinical you rarely see Peter Casey wasting the ball you very rarely see him missing a chance and for me he's 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 right up there as one of the top corner forwards and he, he he's 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 certainly going to take stop and going forward yeah and three in a row was a, a record obviously that uh Limerick wanted to break and it's a new history now for them but like as we mentioned already they're going to be a team that's going to take a lot of stopping this year but for you is it just their discipline that could cost them if they don't get over line. Yeah, well, sure. There's, there, that's 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 definitely that's definitely factors. There's not a huge like if you go through their team, where can you find weaknesses in it? I, I I don't know. Like you know, obviously obviously if you're going to beat them, you're going to have to you're you're going to have to bring intensity. You're going to have to give them something to to think about, which Tipperary did in the first half, and you're going to have to bring. Just the performances, the performance of all performances. Like Tipperary couldn't play any better in the first half. Like they couldn't have played really any better. They're two sixteen to twelve points up, and yes, and again, it's easy to be wise after the event or whatever. But again, talking about some of the WhatsApp messages you be going through, I was texting one of my mates again. I just said to him at half time, I said, I don't think this game is over. Like I think Limerick could still come back and. That's that, that's the way it is, and 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 that performance now yesterday is going to put the fear of God into a lot of teams. You know, they're not, they're, they're, there's not many teams who are going to fancy playing against these boys, and they're not. You know, they're going to even know that if we put on our best performance, the performance of performances, we still are going to be under pressure because they have such a panel, they have such an array of talent on their bench. You know, the players they can bring on. When, when certain lads have run themselves into the ground, they can bring on a Pat Ryan to, to, to run at you. They can bring on a Boyle in there. They can bring on several different fellas and several different options in, in, in different areas. And, you know, it's probably yeah, an area that, that could cost them a little bit of discipline. You know, they can be a little bit over the top and aggressive. But at the same time, you know, that's the way they want to play, and they won't want to take that from their game. But John Kylie will probably be, be be having a word in their ear a little bit to say, lads, you know, the last thing we want here now is to be down to fourteen men and to, and to be to be, you know, chasing a game in that sense. So that's something that could cost them, but I'm sure that, that they'll work on it, and and it won't be a factor going forward. I think. Tipperary, like it is going to be hard for them. To come back from a situation like that, but they have in the past is the only thing. For Liam Sheedy now, in your eyes, does he decide to sprinkle more youth into this team, or does he decide to stick with what he has? Well, sure. I I, I spoke to you before about this the last day after the Clare game, and you know we were talking about the the, the fact that he's playing a lot of his, I suppose, tried and trusted and. You know, if, if you if you look at the first half performance, you know, you couldn't doubt that really. You know, it was it was 
it was it was a, really in certain ways a performance from the ages by Tip. You know, if if, if they'd have held on for a victory yesterday, you know, you'd be talking about how 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 excellent they played in their forward movement and their their plan and 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 how these guys are 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 still there and still still performing. And I still think a lot of them. A lot of them have are, are, are excellent players, but Limerick Limerick are a team that don't really suit Tip. You know, unfortunately, they're, they're just maybe that little bit too athletic for them. You know, they 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 just maybe have maybe a little bit too much legs. But at the same time, it's not a it's not a it's not a moment in time either for Tipperary to be going for wholesale changes and 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 to be panicking, pushing the panic button too quickly. I think you know. Maybe one or two tweaks here and there, maybe a few fresh faces, but I don't think there's a there's a whole ton. I don't think there's a whole ton of changes Liam Sheedy will make. I think he'll 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 take the positives from the game, and maybe something he might take from it is 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 possibly to make some of the changes a little bit earlier in the game, maybe a little bit earlier in the day, and and to use his bench because even if you saw in the last ten or fifteen minutes, some of their some of their players did make it make quite a good impression and they'll certainly be be trying to push forward again for a starting place so tip are in are in a in a in a in a, in a dangerous enough position really i think that game yesterday could take quite a lot out of them you know it's it, we'll talk about wexford later on but i think the kilkenny performance took a lot out of wexford and that game for tipperary could take a lot out of them and possibly it could be a, it could be a time to to introduce maybe two or three of these under 20s or 21s have won in the last few years to try and freshen it up and and give it an extra impetus and maybe give a little bit of help to some of the lads who are who have a little bit few more, more miles on the clock but still if you go through it yesterday you know Parig Mar even though even though Seamus Callaghan sniped one three he still did some excellent things in the game and was really really up for it and really looking lean and fresh you know Brendan Marr did some some good things in the game but you know, Brendan Maher is around a long time. Noel McGrath is a guy who's probably struggling a little bit for form, really, and he's str- he probably struggling for legs a little bit. So maybe is it's time. Is that something you think, if Tipper going to get over the line this year, that they need to get the form of the McGraths back because they have been so central? Yeah, that that that's a key point. I was I was going to get to that. Like John McGrath, John McGrath didn't even feature yesterday. You know, so he's been he's been one of the top forwards. You know, I don't think. Has he has his form dropped that much? We only Liam Sheedy will know, but you know they'd they'd hope to try and get him back into some form, and maybe maybe getting Noel possibly out of the midfield area could be an option as well because like you need a lot of energy there and a lot of legs, and Noel McGrath is a genius. You know he's 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 an absolutely brilliant hurler, but possibly he doesn't have the legs anymore to to go up and down the field for for seventy minutes in that midfield position and. Especially when t- when teams like Limerick see Noel McGrath in the middle of the field, they're going to target him and, and they're going to say, "Let's attack this fella. Let's bring him the other way and let's let let's get him away from the danger zone." So possibly from Tipperary's point of view, maybe they should think about maybe freshening him up a little bit and getting him into the forwards, into a forward position, and 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 and, and maybe maybe freshen him up from that point of view. Callan is another one as well, who for me is. Is only really operating at, at, at not his full full level yet either. So they'll, they'll want to get a little bit more out of him yesterday, even though he did some good things yesterday. He still seems to be struggling a little bit for form. You know, he, he did well against Clare maybe after the first 20 minutes initially, but, you know, he's been struggling a little bit for form and they'll be hoping to get him back. So 
there's there's work to be done for Tipperary, possibly a few new faces coming into it, but at the same time, I wouldn't be writing off some of these guys. You know, these have some of these lads have won two and three All Irelands. They've played in they played in multiple All Ireland finals, and you know they they'll rise themselves again. And I'm sure with the with the with the management they have, Tip will will still still take beating in a quarter final. But to win an All Ireland. It's going to be difficult now for Tipperary, I think, because they would have looked at that game yesterday as we're going through the front door and we're going to throw everything at Limerick. And it didn't work out for them in the end. And it's going to be a tough few days, but they'll get back on the horse and Sheedy will still get them very competitive for the next day, I'm sure. The other provincial final then, um, Kilkenny versus Dublin. Kilkenny 125, Dublin 19 points. Mm. Probably not the best spectacle um, over the weekend of Hurland, but at the same time, to lose Keno Callaghan, to lose Owen O'Donnell, like they were massive blows, to lose Ronan Hayes as well. And then to lose Ushin O'Rourke and Fergal Whiteley as well, and possibly Ushin O'Rourke could have started because when he came on against Galway, he did make a huge impact. Like... That really contributed to the spectacle of this game, and especially to lose them four players on the morning of the Leinster final. Yeah, sure. It was, it was, it was a huge blow for Dublin, to be fair, sure. You know, you're losing, first of all, you, you lose the four players, and then and then, then after two or three minutes, you lose your, your leader in, 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 in Owen O'Donnell. So straight away, they, 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 were, they, were, they were in a patch-up patch job situation, you know, they 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 had O'Donnell in probably when O'Donnell wasn't starting, Keen O'Callaghan was probably in line to in line to play full back. So both two two of their best players in the full back line were gone straight away. And then a huge focal point of their attack in Ron and Hayes was gone as well, a lad who really did excellently against Galway. So when both of them were gone, huge blow. And then you lose Whiteley and Ushin O'Rourke, two guys with experience, two lads who certainly would have probably featured for Dublin at some stage. So definitely it was a huge blow for Dublin. But at the same time, I think they did they dealt with it quite admirably, to be honest. I think, you know, for for 50, 55 minutes of the game, they re, I, I felt they put it up to Dublin. There wasn't as much or put it up to Kilkenny. There wasn't maybe as much free flow and hurling or as much, you know, swashbuckling stuff as you, as you saw maybe down in Munster. But there was there was a huge physical element to that game. And I think there was there was a huge a- a tactical element to it as well. And I think Dublin Dublin need to be applauded on it. I think they brought they brought an excellent performance, to be honest. You know, they probably just ran out of legs and ran out of options in the end. And Kilkenny just had, had a little bit too much power for them. But, you know, to be fair to Matty Kenny and to be fair to Dublin, you know, I've been critical of them all year, but I was qu- quite impressed with them in that game for, for long periods. And, and, and especially their... Their, their, I suppose, their tactical plan of, I suppose, you know, allowing Liam Rush to sit that little bit and, and Connor Burke and those guys kind of fill in the space. And, you know, if you look at Crow Park, it's a massive pitch, but there didn't seem to be much space in it for, for, for Kilkenny forwards to, 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 to operate in. And, and, and that's a testament to Matty Kenny and, and, and his, his tactical, tactical preparedness he had the Dublin team. So, you know, Dublin brought a lot to it, but in the end, Kilkenny had too, too, too much for them. But Dublin will still be still be right there with 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 anybody, I think, if they can bring get their players back and and bring bring that performance to to the quarterfinal. 
Yeah, and if Matty Kenny looks back in the game, um, like as you mentioned, there he'll have to be impressed. Their half back line in particular in the first half, like they really had Kilkenny out of all sorts winning ball, and Kilkenny didn't didn't really know how to figure Dublin out for long periods in that first half. And then the form of Danny Sutcliffe in the last two games is it's huge really for Dublin Hurling. Yeah, no, I've I, I've been. I think I've said it to you before, but I, I'm I I'd be I'd be very impressed with Dublin's backs as a unit. Anyway, I think that they, they had they do have excellent backs. Like if you go through if you go through it there the other day, yes, their half backline gave them a huge huge uh, launch pad and and were very very solid. Their rush was rush to me was, was excellent. You know he he was really really leading the line there and looks really lean and really really fit and 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 really back to his form of maybe seven or eight years ago in that position and if Dublin can keep him going for for another while he 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 brings a lot to it and then Gray Dara Gray wing back another another big strong man and he did excellently I thought but even in their full back line like Paddy Smith for me I thought was excellent like he 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 gave TJ Reid enough of it to be honest like TJ TJ Reid is obviously one of the one of the all-time greats but you know, he he knew about the game at the weekend. I think, and Paddy Smith wasn't very 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 far away from him at any point. And he he he's very very tight. He's tenacious, and he's 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 very physical as well and strong. You know, it's probably underestimated. And he did an excellent, gave an excellent game. And then I thought James Madden as well. To be fair to him, I thought he gave a, a great performance on old Cody. You know, a lad, a lad who scored one five the last day. You know, Cody was Cody was took off with five or ten minutes left and. You know, he, he gave a great performance, I thought, again. And if you look at it from a back's point of view, and it's only very, very simple, and we're told as as, as young fellas grow, grown up to mark your man and be tight on your man, and the Dublin backs and the Kilkenny backs, none of them were very far away from the man at any stage. And, and if you can do that as a back in the most basic sense, if you're close to your man and you're able to get your hurling and be, be physical with him, you're going to give anybody a challenge, and and the Dublin guys certainly did that uh, on Sunday. And then as you said, Sutcliffe, sure, what can you say? He's back. He's back to his best, really. You know, he 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 was missing for a few years, and he came back a year or two ago under Matty Kenny, and took him a while to get back to his best. But like he's 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 really back there again now. He was excellent against Galway the last day, and and then. On, on on Saturday evening, sure, his performance was was really good. His his battle with James Marr was one of the one of the great battles of the game, really. When it's looked back on, you know, Marr did a lot of good things as well and stuck in there and ended up getting three points himself. But some of the things Sutcliffe did was brilliant. Like again, what maybe it's not picked up enough on, but his aerial ability and and the way he switches his hands, you know, that 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 that's a huge skill. Like. Maybe some guys wouldn't notice that, but he's he's actually in the air. He's switching his hurl from his 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 uh, left hand or from his right hand into his left hand to catch it in the right. And the reason he's doing that is because he's playing in the left half forward position. So to so to get himself, to, I suppose his man is playing on 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 his right arm. So he's getting up his right arm with the hurl, and he's uh, sorry, he's getting up his left arm with the hurl, and he's catching the ball in his right. And to do that, I haven't seen too many fellas being able to do that consistently, and it's just an unbelievable skill that he's after developing, and 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 it's a huge, I suppose, help to Dublin that you have him and Chris Crummy in the half forward line, way able to win hard ball like that, you know. Yeah, and even Kilkenny in the tackle, like we've seen it 
with Brian Cody's teams all the way down through. But like again, just the way they're able to swarm, or even seeing how Cody has moved on with the times, I suppose, naming his dummy teams. And like you look at that game, and Kilkenny obviously got off to a flyer early on, went four four nothing up. Then Dublin on the thirty second minute bring it back to nine all. And then just the game changer really was within that period, just before halftime, Kilkenny just notched three points so quickly, really. Yeah, that's that's the way that that's the way they operate Kilkenny all the time. You know, they're they're I've said to you before, Kilkenny are going to bring it regardless of what the opposition bring, and that's what they will do. And if you drop off your intensity at any stage, they they will they will they will get the scores. They'll tack on three or four or five points, and all of a sudden they're out of sight. And that that's what they did, you know. Like you said about Cody naming dummy teams and and changing his ways. There's no doubt about it. Brian Cody is one of the greatest managers of all time, but he's one of the most ruthless men of all time as well. And there's no doubt about it. Brian Cody will do whatever the hell it takes to win it to win an All Ireland final for Kilkenny again. You know he's he hasn't won one since what 2015 now. And I'm sure there's a hunger there to win it. And if that means naming a dummy team and naming naming whatever team you like, Brian Cody will do that if, if he can get Kenny over the line. You know, he's he's a very, very ruthless man and he's a, he's a competitor at the end of the day. And he has Kilkenny competitive again, as they always are. And they're going to take huge stuff. And, you know, they, they, they gave... They, I, I think at the weekend, they, they gave a very, very Kilkenny-like performance in ways. There was nothing really swashbuckling about it, but they were, they were, they were, they did the basics right. When they got chances to score, they, they took them. When, when, when the tackles were there to be made, they, they, they did that. And when Dublin stood up to them and wanted a fight, Kilkenny fought with them and they probably came out the better of it in the end and wore, wore Dublin down. Some of the, some of the, I suppose efforts of Liam Rush and Connor Burke and these guys as the game wore on, I thought they they probably tired a little bit, and and and, and Kilkenny Kilkenny opened up a few gaps and spaces that 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 they didn't get early on, and then their bench coming on, you know, you're bringing on Walter Walsh, you're bringing on Killian Buckley, like the, these these are these are all stars, like you know, and then you're bringing on this James Bergen, who who was who was again impressive for me, and he's he seems to be. You know, he he do, from from the cut of him looking the way he's coming on, he doesn't seem to be happy to be on the bench. He's coming on every day, trying to trying to make a statement to Cody to say, "I want to start on this team." You know, and uh, he did the same against Wexford the last day, two or three points, and even even on on Saturday evening he got another two points. And he's not afraid to 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 take on the mantle or take on responsibility and i'm sure he'll be pushing for a space in the team in the next few weeks and pushing on and that's what Cordy'll want you know for you now obviously it was an impressive performance by Kilkenny Limerick are at number 1 is it Kilkenny at number 2 for you now uh i wouldn't be so sure to be honest i think they're 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 still probably a little bit off the maybe number two team. I think I know I know they're in that semi-final and they're in the they're in the place that everybody else wants to be. But I think there's still there's still maybe slight worries for Kilkenny throughout their team. I think, you know, look looking at their 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 midfield area again this week, their two midfielders were taken off, Richie Lahey and Richie Reed. They were taken off against Wexford as well. You know, I don't think they're being taken off because they're being rested or or they've they've emptied the tank. I think they're being taken off because they're not performing like Cody would want them. 
and that that's a slight worry. I think up front as well, you know, they're 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 going okay, but at the same time, they they, they probably have they probably have a little bit to work on there again. You know, TJ has you know TJ's they're still maybe overly dependent on TJ. You know, Billy Ryan. Billy Ryan for me hasn't pushed on. He's going to come under pressure for his place. I think, you know, he hasn't he hasn't had a great championship campaign so far. So, like I think Kilkenny are very much there in the pack, but I wouldn't put them as 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 absolute out and out number two at the moment. I think they're 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 waiting there in the long grass. But you know, they've two or three weeks now to to maybe get things in order and and settle down their team a little bit more. But I th- I, I they're very much going to be there, but. You know, I wouldn't put them as, as as that outright. They're going to have a job, I think, getting to a final still. Whoever comes out of that qualifier draw, whether it's it's who's there now, Dublin, Tipperary, Wadford, Clare, Galway or Cork, you know. They can't meet um, Dublin again, obviously. They, so can't, they, can't, they can't meet Dublin again, but any of those other teams, I think, not saying they'll fancy Kilkenny playing Kilkenny, but they, they won't mind playing Kilkenny. They, they obviously they'd like to avoid Limerick, but I think they'd give themselves a very much a 50-50 chance against Kilkenny. I think there's a group of teams there. I'd probably, even though Galway didn't perform the last day, I'd still put them in that that bracket of the top three or four. Kilkenny are probably there. You know, and then Cork, Waterford and and, and Clare and Dublin are probably that little bit behind and but Cork could be dangerous still as well if they can get over the next game they, they there could be a spring in their step as well so it's very much up for grabs even though Kilkenny are back in the same position as they were in last year and they gave a good solid performance at the weekend they still have improvements to make and they're they're probably a little bit off maybe a team to win in all Ireland right now but in the next two or three weeks you know, Cody will get them to work and 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 they they, they will know that the semi final is always the one that 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 means the most, and they've targeted that over the years. I think last year's semi-final was one of the first semi-finals that Cody has ever been beaten in. So, this whoever is going to meet Kilkenny is going to have to bring a performance because Kilkenny will bring one. They'll bring effort, they'll bring performance, and they'll bring intensity. So, whoever is going to come up against them is going to have to match that. You mentioned there obviously loads positive for Kilkenny when you look at the performances but midfield has been an area of concern Killian Buckley came in the last day and looked really good is he a player now for you that has to be playing in this Kilkenny midfield yeah sure it's it's hard to know where, where Killian Buckley is from from the point of view of his body he struggled with injuries over the last number of years and maybe he's a player now that's more of an impact player and, and they're going to use him in that in, in that way you know, I I would be slightly worried about their about their midfield, all right. But I think Adrian Mullen probably went out there at certain points in the game, and I think he's he's suited that that area. And I'd say he he might start there the next day. And, you know, yeah, Killian Buckley could come into the reckoning, but you know, Richie Reed maybe could still be there. But it's it's something that they'll need to settle down. Connor Fogarty is still there as well. So you know, in the next few weeks. It's an area I think Kilkenny will have to have to settle down on more and, and, and get more of an impact and influence from that area, because if they can't if they can't get get go forward from there, they're going to struggle that little bit, you know. Late on, um, or early on in the game, um, DJ Carey, some Michael Carey came on the half back line and he looked really impressive. Another one of these pacey wing backs. 
at the same time, he ran into Keen Boland um, head-to-head challenge. Do you think it was a bit harsh maybe there that he didn't receive his marching orders? I think that challenge, more than anything else, was awkward, Paul, to be honest. I don't, I, I don't think there was any great intent from, from young Kerry at all there. Maybe it looked like that, but from my point of view, I think it was it was just more of an awkward challenge. He probably should have been been opening out his body to to go and challenge the man, but he 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 went with the shoulder instead. And Boland Boland wasn't out of the way for want of a better 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 phrase, and 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 he, and he just clipped him. But you know, he, he, with the rules the way they are and the way the thing is, he he was probably lucky enough. Maybe the referee didn't fully see it, but I think there was no great intent there from from Kerry's point of view, and and I think it was more of an awkward challenge. I think if you look back on it, he 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 approached the challenge in an awkward way. Some you know he didn't really position his body properly, and he he just got got caught in that situation. But at the same time, I suppose uh, being no intent there, that doesn't mean you shouldn't be sent off. So maybe if the referee had seen it properly. Maybe there's there, there, there's a case to be made, but probably me being being maybe looking for a little bit of physicality, I wouldn't be flashing the red in that that case. And Jake Malone receiving the Simbin, did you agree with that? Not at all. I think it was a joke of a decision, to be honest. I I, I couldn't understand. I couldn't see what where 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 that was. To be honest with you, at most it was a free. You know, at most it was a free, but even at that, I don't know whether there was much of a free in it, to be honest. Uh, the, the, the Kilkenny attacker was more obviously looking for, for, the, for, the, for the contact or the, or the foul at that point because there was kind of three people around him, you know. I don't see that. Like, I think this sin binning is, 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 is a funny rule. I, I, I just don't like it at all. Like, we'll talk about Wexford and Clare later on. Maybe this, a decision there. We've, we've spoken about the, the Clare... The impact it had on the clear tip game, and this rule down the line in the next few weeks could have a huge impact on on the on the on the eventual uh, All Ireland champions. And I, I don't like it at all. I just I just think referees referees the are biggest, the biggest problem has to be like it's not a clear rule. It's ba- it's basically what's happening is whatever the referees and interpretation is and, and that's that's that, that's that's exactly what i was going to say i think the referees to be fair are, are 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 being given i won't call it responsibility but they're being given too much of a job there to decide is this a goal scoring opportunity is there is there is there cynicism in it you know there's a lot to do there and this game has been played at such pace that jesus very very difficult to see i i i I don't know how you can change the rule, to be honest, to, to, to suit it better, but it'd have to be more of a... It ha, it ha, it, to put it this way, I don't think this 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 penalty or sin bin should become the norm. You know, a, a penalty or a sin bin should be only given in a situation where there's a very, very, very clear-cut goal-scoring opportunity. Like that that chance for Kilkenny against Dublin the other day wasn't that clear cut for me? I don't even think it was a free. The same thing with the with the Clare one a few weeks ago with Young McCarthy and Jake Morris. And like, if you look back on it, the one decision at time it has been given properly was in the Wexford Kilkenny game. Like that was very very clear. Owen Murphy comes out of the goal, takes down Connell Flood when he's straight in in the goal on his own. Fair enough. Give the penalty and and we move on. But 
given these decisions when there's two or three lads around you and, and just leaving it up to the interpretation of the referee on the day, I think that's too much, to be honest with you. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it moves forward. But moving on to the two qualifier games, uh, Clare 225, Wexford 222. Um, obviously disappointed again, Rory, Wexford, last two years have been disappointing, but really in this game, the slow start just killed Wexford. Yeah, sure, that was the... That was the killer, really, Paul. If you if you go down nine or ten points in the in, in, in the first quarter of any game, you're really not going to win it, you know. And even though even though Wexford, to be fair to them, were very defiant and put it put in a huge effort and, and, and I suppose redeemed themselves from the first quarter, you know, it was it was probably just too much and, and too much of a, an ass to come back from 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 that woeful start, really, you know, it was a it was a really, really sluggish start. We were really leggy. We weren't sharp. And, and Claire on the other side of it were, were very sharp themselves, very ruthless and very, very ready to go. So, you know, from Wexford's point of view, there'll be, there'll be a disappointment in that that, 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 that they started the game so poorly because after that, the game was very much 50-50 and, and, and anything at all could have swung us in either team's favour, really. Yeah, and like... Claire in that opening quarter but huge intensity and like in in the opening 20 minutes it's probably nearly the best we've seen Claire um play but at the same time then there's obviously a disappointment that Wexford were maybe just standing off them and then early on the game Rory O'Connor has a great chance there for a goal that he's just shades wide yeah and those are the things that won't go in for you when, when you're just that little bit off, you know, wh- why, why was that? I don't know from Wexford's point of view. Like, if you look at it from our point of view in certain ways, and like, Turles is a sort of a graveyard for us in a lot of ways. We don't win too many games in Turles, unfortunately. We play there a lot, but we don't win there a lot. And, you know, and then then we had maybe in certain ways that, that and I know it's the same for both teams, but we had the, 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 the maybe the hottest day of the year and if you're that maybe two or three percent off in your energy levels that 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 heat is going to sap you and if you're not really really focused and really ready which Claire war then you're then then the, the, that little bit of sluggishness sluggishness is going to show up you know you could see that early on we were we were dropping balls we were standing with balls when when we had an opportunity to to run with it. You know, Rory was unlucky with that shot, but, you know, if his energy was probably there and the focus was there properly, he probably would have buried it. You know, Mark Fanning was maybe sloppy at times with his pokeouts, and that all adds to the to the sluggishness and, and, and the, I suppose, the, 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 the performance. So, you know, for Wexford, for Wexford, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a tough one to take. We've been... Claire have the Indian sign-overs under Davy. really. He's, they've knocked us out three times under his stewardship and I'm sure he'll be very, very disappointed with how we how we, how we we went out of it again there the other day. And really for Claire, like, it, it wasn't just an unbelievable performance by Tony Kelly, but like, it was really the unsung heroes who stepped up. Rory Hayes again, instrumental at cornerback. And like we've mentioned Carl Malone a few times. He was very impressive. David Reedy, 
it was really the unsung hero stepping up. Yeah, big time for Clare. I think that that that, that was a huge point for them. Tony, Tony was subdued, you know, by by Shane Rick from Wexler. To be fair to my, I think it's important to to point that out. Shane Rick gave it gave a great performance for Wexford. He he stuck to Tony everywhere he went, and he 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 only allowed him two points in play, and one of those was more of a mess up by Joe O'Connor than anything else. And, you know, he kept Tony quiet. But from Clare's point of view, you know, it was really, as you said, the players around them won the game for, for Clare. Look at their forwards, like Aidan McCarthy, three points in play, Shanahan, two, Brian Taylor, three, David Reedy, three, and Cahill Malone, for me, you know, really up there with Rory Hayes for man of the match. I think he 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 gave it, he gave an absolutely brilliant performance with Clare. And, that's a great sign for them, you know. They they're getting scores scores from everywhere more than they did last year, and everybody is chipping in and everybody is 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 taking on that leadership mantle and 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 Brian Lawn will be delighted with that, you know. I I think if you look at it, and I don't know what you think, but but this Rory Hayes is very impressive. He was he was excellent last year, and he's only getting better. To be honest with you, I'd say he's a nightmare to play on. He's fast. He's tenacious. He's a good hurler. And he has that bit of a bit of a cut in him as well that that I'm sure Brian Lawn and the Clare followers followers love. So I think he's absolutely excellent and bringing an awful lot to that Clare Clare team. Yeah, and like in fairness with Clare in that first half as well, like maybe something we haven't seen from them was their short passing game of working two or three passes together, playing it to the player in the right position, and even their long range scoring, like particularly from Jeremy Ryan in that first half. Mm. Well, sure. You see, these Clare players, a lot of them have 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 a lot of, I suppose, experience. You know, they they've played to a high level before. You know, they they've won, probably a good few of them have won under twenty one All Irelands and things like that way back. And you know, they 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 have hurling ability throughout their team. You know, and I think they're only getting stronger. To be honest, I know it's going to be tough on them, tough on them in the next few weeks to to get over it. But I've kind of fancied Clare all along. I think they're. There's something about them. There's something about Lohan over them. I think he brings brings an X factor to them, and these players are playing for them. And if they'll, they'll be hoping next week to get, strangely enough, a little bit more out of Tony, and the rest of the guys can 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 push on as well. You know, they're going to give Cork 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 a big game next week because like the the one thing they have now in in Clare, which they probably lacked, is is they do have. A few more scoring forwards, and as well as that, they have a back line who are who are teak tough and very very tight. And then when when that when that's happening and your scoring and your confidence is up, the Clare players then have 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 huge hurling ability throughout their team to be able to pull off these short passes and then to be able to go along then and mix it up into Shanahar and them them guys inside is 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 a great thing to have as well. It must frustrate you in one way, Rory, when you see Wexford towards the end of the game and they're really trying to scrap for them few goals and Conor McDonald and Lee Chin are inside there together and they're really causing havoc. Like, does that disappoint you that you that you didn't see that from Wexford, I suppose, earlier on in this campaign? Well, you see, that, that's that that that's probably the biggest thing that, that that's disappointing. Yeah, from from the whole campaign, if you if you look at the we spoke about it in the Kilkenny game as well, we we're playing this withdrawn forward line where we where a lot of the time we have nobody in the full forward line, and you know it's not like we don't have players who are capable of playing in there. You know, we, you could see that 
in the last 10 minutes or so, Clare were really at six and sevens trying to trying to trying to cope with these guys. And you know, it's it's just something that that like for me, for me, Davy Fitzgerald has done has done a great job at Wexford. You know, he 97 or eight percent of the stuff he 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 does is absolutely excellent. You know, but it's just that two or three extra percent that I'd be looking for from from a forwards point of view that could really add to that team. I th- I, I I think you could play the way that Wexford are playing in that similar style and still have a focal point in your full forward line and still get balls inside to dangerous players like Mac- Connor McDonald and Lee Chin and and those guys and and put pressure on teams that way. I maybe 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 I don't know everything about tactics or and I don't claim to, but Geez, I, I think you could still have a focus in there. And yeah, it is disappointing from Mike's point of view. It's going to be something that we need to we need to develop a little bit more. It probably put us under pressure in the first half, in the first 20 minutes, more than anything, when we were all withdrawn and maybe no out ball. It's probably about having an out ball and 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 being able to mix up the, the game. You, you can't play in the modern game with one style. You know, I don't think you can play just long balls or short balls or a running style. You have to have a mixture, and we seem to have, we seem to slightly be be, be found out a little bit by other teams because they kind of know that these guys are going to withdraw everybody. There's not going to be much of a presence inside. They want to run the ball all the time. They want to run off the shoulder and get the pass. And I think it's, I just think the style. I like the style in a lot of ways, but I think it's too too taxing on the players, and it's very very difficult to keep it going. Like if you look at Rory O'Connor, for example, like he he does some great hurling and he gets some great scores, but every single score he has to get has to be this miraculous score, yeah. running down the sideline with two men on him, or the one he got on David McInerney early in the second half, where he picks the ball up on his forty on forty five, takes on McInerney, who's no slouch at all. He shrugs him off and still he's 60 yards from the goal and has to slap it over on his left-hand side. You know, that, that you can't do that all the time. That, you know, it's, it's, too, it's too taxing, it's too difficult, and teams, it's too easy to stop. And we, just under Davy in the last two years, we've, we've, we've regressed from that point of view in, from an attacking sense. We haven't been getting balls into our full forward line. We haven't been... been uh, using our our strengths in there enough, and it's it's it is frustrating. You know, as I said, we've done we do an awful lot right. Davy's style does an awful lot right, but that's something in the last few years that hasn't helped us. And you could see even on Saturday that when we when we do go a little bit more direct at times and play good quality ball inside, we can also make hay when we do that. Is this the end of the road, Davy? Davy Fitz now, seeing as he was unsure last year whether he's going to come back, and now after this, Wexford haven't really pushed on after that Leinster title. Yeah, well, first of all, with Davy, sure, winning the Leinster title has has been a huge thing. You know, we we were we were a good bit off that level of 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 hurling for the four or five years before before he came in you know so to be fair to him that that that's a huge success and he got us back very very competitive all the time last year was the only real year in championship that was kind of you would say was a complete no show the rest of the years we were very competitive all the time and 
you know, we, we, we were right up there in the conversation. And, you know, there's nobody in Wexford, we're realistic enough in a lot of ways in Wexford. We're not, we're not really expecting to win the All-Ireland. We probably have deficiencies in our team. We probably have, we probably lack a little bit of depth in our panel. And he's probably got the very, very most out of this panel. And, 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 and that's a credit to him and the credit the way he sets up a team and the credit the way he trains the team. You know, from, from the point of view of Davy going or not, like, I think you have to be careful in Wexford what you wish for, to be honest with you. You know, uh, from my point of view, as I said, he's done great work. But if, if, if Davy Fitzgerald is to go from Wexford in the morning, I think it's critical that, that Wexford get a man of that same caliber and that same uh, same standards, because if if they don't, this thing could the Wexford thing could fall fall apart pretty quickly, you know. And that that's a key thing. I I really don't think at this at this juncture that it's really up to David Fitzgerald to decide whether he's going to be over Wexford or not. I think from Wexford's point of view, the county board executive or whoever it is, whoever makes the decisions in the county, should be sitting down. And reviewing the thing and saying, is this the way we want to go? Do we want David Fitzgerald? And if they want him, well, do everything in our power to go and get him. And I, I'd have no problem with him being there. But if, if we, if we've decided that that we're going to let David go his go his his merry way, then we have to have something in place and something very very good in place because he has brought standards that that hasn't been seen before in the county. And if if those standards drop down, it's very, very easy to 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 go back 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 down the levels and 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 fall down into a place that we don't want to be. So, from our point of view, I think people need to be be, be very, very careful of what we wish for because we are at a kind of a crossroads now. You know, there's there's guys there who are on the point of if two or three year, not two or three years, maybe one year or two years left. You know, and if Maybe some of them will stay on if Davy is there. Maybe some of them will go if Davy is not there. And then from the from the point of view of the lads in between, they need something now. If Davy is gone, they need something excellent there. And maybe if Davy is there, maybe it's time to freshen it up another bit and maybe develop the style a little bit more and maybe bring in a few different people and bit different voices into the background as well, maybe to to freshen it up because in you know. Freshness is key and things like that. And Brian Cody has been there for 20 years, but it hasn't been the same voices and the same player people with him for 20 years. So if Davy is going to be there again, I would say, and he has excellent fellas with him, you know, Keith Roster, JJ Doyle, absolutely top class Wexford men with him. You know, Niall Corcoran is there with him now. Searsha Bolton, top class men, but maybe maybe they're there maybe a little bit too long some of them and maybe they need to freshen it up if, if we're going to go forward you know yeah it'll definitely be interesting to see what happens there in the coming weeks um the other qualifier game waterford 323 leash 221 in fairness rory you did say during the league the leash's performance were improving and like cheddar prongs has to be given huge credit to lose all five of the league games get hammered against wexford and then to turn it around and be on the glimpses. And even in his interview after the game, he does he said that Leash didn't want any moral victories here. Like Cheddar Plunkett is a serious man over a team. You know, I've ne- I've never worked with the man, I've never spoken to the man, 
But I just know from the cut of him, he's a serious man over a team. And I know, I know from listening to him that he's a serious man on hurling and he knows he's hurling and he knows how to set up a team. And like his league performances, as I said to you before, he came into that job early on in the league and he was only really back in the job maybe five or six weeks and all of a sudden he's playing in the league and trying to get the team settled and trying to trying to build the spirit and all that. And, you know, I could I could see little flashes during the league that that, that Leash, Leash were getting somewhere. And the performance against Wexford in the championship was absolutely abysmal. And I'm sure I'm sure Cheddar will will admit to that as well. They were absolutely terrible on the day and didn't bring any fight to it at all. But since then, to be fair to them, they 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 gave an excellent performance against Antrim and, and, and came under huge pressure during that during that in the second half and held on and, and pushed on and won that game handsomely enough in the end. And even yesterday, you know, they gave they gave a a, a a good solid workman like performance. And as you said, Cheddar Plunkett is not is not there for 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 moral victories like that. And that's that that's a mark of the man, you know. He he that that that's the type he is. He 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 he's a proud leash man. He'd do anything for leash to to get up forward. And he's the right man at the helm for leash, I feel, to push them forward. If they, if they're going to if they're going to get anywhere in the next few years, he's going to be the man to push them forward, you know. That performance yesterday is going to be no good to them, really, in the in the long term. But at the same time, it gives them it gives them something to work on. It gives them confidence to, to know that when they're right and when they're ready, they can perform with anyone else. And if they can if they can go back to the drawing board and start working again and get their get their game plan and their style and their conditioning that little bit more up, you know, Leash are going to going to push on again next year and get even more competitive I think and as well for Waterford like Liam Gall said after the game and it was, it was a good point he made like that Waterford at stages in that game took a lead but they never put the pedal down and showed a, a bit of ruthlessness like they kind of were letting Leach back into the game and it did nearly catch up with them but I think it was something like 1-2 late on that really just got them over the line yeah Waterford Waterford you know, on a day like that, you know, they were probably expecting, first of all, and Liam Cal, I heard him speak and he said, we, we treated Leash with the utmost respect and we, we prepared for them properly. And I'm sure they did. But in the back of some of the players' mind, it had to be there that, geez, sure, these are coming from a beating against Wexford. And, you know, these are, these are, these are not up to the level. And if, again, if you're that two or 3% off, you're, you're, you're going to maybe be a little bit sloppy in your performance and they missed some chances early on, especially they had goal chances that they that they threw away a little bit. And then they had a lot of wides in the game. I think they had 18 wides in the game. And that's a, that's good from the point of view of creating the chances, but they weren't clinical enough to say, we're, we're going to put these lads to the sword. So Liam Cal will be, will, will be satisfied enough in ways that they, that they didn't... That they that they got over the line, but in other, in another sense that he'll be he'll he'll certainly want them to improve and 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 will know that they're going to have to improve in the next few weeks to 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 go any further in the championship. But I think there could be a, a sting in their tail yet. You know that that game after the Clare defeat it was was a good kind of a warm up for next week. The real stuff will come next week, and at the end of the day, Waterford won't be judged on that performance at all. They'll be judged on next week and what happens going forward. And Liam Cahill and the experience of his players will know that. 
And does it nearly suit them perfect going into the Galway game, knowing what they have to work on and a performance like that won't defeat Galway? Yeah, big time. Of course it does. It, you know, there's nobody going to be getting ahead of themselves in, in Waterford. They'll, they'll, be, they'll be going back into training on whatever night, Tuesday or Wednesday night, focused on, 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 on Galway and focused on upping their own performance more than anything else. You know, they, they, some of the guys won't be happy with their, their level at the weekend. And sometimes that's a good thing going into, into a big game that you notice I have more to come and I have more to give. And like, I, I think Waterford they'll still be they'll, they'll, they're still going to give give Galway a big big game in this and that that game is going to be very very hard to call really I think there's nothing in it and Galway I think after the Dublin game you know they can't come into the game thinking Jesus Waterford are off the boil here because you know Waterford could could catch them very very easily on the day and and, and push them to the limit if, if Galway are, are not right so it's going to be interesting this week. In in Waterford, you know, you know how 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 they can how they can set up tactically against against Galway, and can they bring that that I suppose the performance they gave in the last ten or fifteen minutes against Clare that that's that's the Waterford that we know, not the Waterford that started the game against Clare or the Waterford that played uh, yesterday. Yeah, no, that'll uh, be interesting to see as well. Just the Joe McDonough Cup final result. Westmead 228, Kerry 124, and like Westmead must be given huge credit as well. Um, they suffered a lot of chances in the league apart from that Waterford game, but in the end, it looked like they learned a lot from the league and they did look at a higher level than some of them teams in the Joe McDonald Cup. Not really in the group stage, but when they, particularly in the Joe McDonald Cup final. Yeah, for 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 Westmead, I'm 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 delighted first of all for for Shane O'Brien. He's a he's a, he's a guy that I know. He worked with in the club, and he's a serious hurling man and and a really excellent coach and a, and a, and a good 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 fella as well. And you know he he he's they've had a tough league to be fair to him. And you know uh, he's 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 kept it together well. You know he was always positive. He never got too down on it, and he knew that I suppose the real the real challenge for Westmead was coming into Joe McDonough and they showed their, the, the value, I suppose, of the, of the higher grade of Harlan, as you said, Paul. You know, they learned from it. They got up to a different standard and throughout the Joe McDonough, I suppose, with no disrespect to any of the other teams, but Westmead were a little bit of a step ahead and, and, and they came through, I suppose, the harder side of the draw as well with Kildare and, and, and Carlo in, in their side. Whereas, whereas Kerry kind of came through on a score difference job against Mead and Down, and you know West Mead would be a slightly higher level than those two teams in the moment, and and they showed it at the weekend. Like if you go through their team, you know some excellent performances, some excellent players like like just David Lennon five points, just just that just shows you straight away. Then the Robbie Revel, Niall Mitchell, Connor Connor Doyle, those guys in the forwards. Were, were, were excellent. Greville was midfield, I know, but he, he's, he's more of an attacking player in, in, in that midfield sense, and he got a lot of scores. And for the more experienced players in Westmead to win the, win the Joe McDonald for the first time, that's a huge one. Lads like Angus Clark and Tommy, Tommy Doyle and Killian Doyle, those lads are as good as anyone in the country. And to win, to win a national, national title like that will do wonders for Westmead Harlem. And as well, like just to mention it with Kerry, like, could easily turn the towel, but they kept battling away and like 
performances uh, that stood out really from Shane Nolan, Jason Diggins, the wing back, like they, they just kept battling and like late on even in the game, they it looked like we might have had a carry revival, but like in the end, Westmead obviously had too much. Yeah, and for Kerry, like in in in, in certain senses, it's, it's it's progress again for Kerry because to get back into the Joe McDonough final this year after last year was was a big achievement for them. And you know they're they're, they're certainly very very consistent at that level. And you know it's just about in the next few years keep working at it. You know they have they have a good setup. They have a serious graph for hurling down there. You know, and they have some serious hurlers, as you said. And again, like to mention another few guys, Padraig Boyle there, I thought was got some lovely scores. Keen Hussey, Mikey Boyle with one three. You know, those guys did some lovely hurling for Kerry as well. And they're they're certainly certainly proud proud Kerry men and proud hurlers. And if they can they can get back working again next year, you know, there's no reason why why they can't get back to Crow Park again and and I suppose push for that Joe McDonough title. And just to finish up, Rory, it's absolutely vital for Westmead now in Leash playing this Division 1 relegation playoff. Like It's vital for both sides, particularly when they're trying to make the next step to that level of competing next year in the Leinster Championship. Yeah, sure, it's a massive game. That's on next week, Paul, is it? Yeah, as far as I know, I think it's this Saturday. Yeah, well, sure, it's a, it's a, it's a huge game. You know, it's it's good it's good in ways to see the game coming in at a point where where both of them are on a level playing field. Leash have had a good performance this weekend, and Westmead won their won their Joe McDonough. So both of them are going to be coming in next weekend uh, in the top of their form and made the best team win really. But it is huge. We've seen there already the the value of 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 playing in the top grade of the league for Westmead and. For them to push forward, they'll want to stay in the top level. And then at the other side of it, Leash will want to push forward. I wonder, could we keep the boat a minute, Paul, to be honest with you? Like, why, why do we need to be relegating any even butcher? That's for, that's for another day, really. But I, 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 I don't know why we need to be relegating Leash and Westmead. We need to push these teams forward and try to, try to keep, them, keep them in the top tier of Hurland if we can. Especially uh, considering they're playing top tier championship. It would make sense. <laughs> But as you said, that's for another day. But um, no, some great action there. And uh, Rory, thanks a million for your time.